Yo, Random Ignorance Podcast. I'm your host, Savage the Great. I hope you guys are doing well on this nice, beautiful day. So check this out. I know I've been gone. I know I spent some time away. I know it's been a couple of months. I was looking at my goddamn podcast feed like I ain't podcasted in a minute. And when I say a minute, I mean a real minute. I mean months, but I missed it, man. I had to come back. I had to come back, but I've been working on other things, other projects and getting other things together. So therefore, I could build the platform and hopefully this podcast could come right along with it. If not being the spearhead, you know, I'm trying to do some trying to do something like that, but I ain't going to get too much into it. I'd rather, you know, show than tell. But how you guys been? I know during the summer when I used to do the podcast, I would always give you guys a, a temperature update because it was hot as fuck. It was over 100 degrees every day no breaks all gas over 100 degrees every day used to wake up with it being 88 degrees in that bitch seven in the morning six in the morning it's already touching 90 the sun ain't even peaked yet sun ain't even peaked it always it'll already be 90 but october november started to cool down we still had some 98 degree days in October, but it's finally starting to cool down. Finally starting to cool down a little bit, but California never really get that cold if you notice or not. You know, during our winter, we're going to have a couple of rainy days. It's going to be cold. You're going to be able to see your breath in the in the, in the dead of night and in the morning, but during the daytime, it's never really that cold, so I don't want to hear y'all motherfuckers over, you know, in New York or Buffalo and I don't want to hear none of that shit. Boston, I know, I know. I don't want to Hey, y'all think uh 70 degrees is cold. 70 degrees, man. I kill for 70 degrees. It get minus 200 around this bitch. Nigga, minus 200. Yeah, minus 200. Like I ain't trying to deal with none of that. I ain't trying to be out there shoveling snow from around my car and ice de-icing my windshield and all that, man. Listen, y'all can have that. Y'all can have that. I deal with this Cali weather. I deal with the earthquakes. I deal. I'll deal with the fires because I ain't trying to deal with no blizzards. I ain't trying to deal with no hurricanes. I ain't trying to deal with no floods, and I ain't trying to deal with no goddamn tornadoes. So y'all could have that Midwest, East Coast, and the South. Y'all could have that. I stick to this West Coast weather, okay? I would stick to going to the beach in mid-November just because it feels good. I'm not. No, I'm not going layered up. I'm not putting on long johns and then putting on a t-shirt and then putting on a sweatshirt and then putting on a North Face. But under the North Face, you got another sweatshirt just thinking, nah, I ain't doing that. I'm not doing that. It seems uncomfortable. It seems all slushy. Seems dirty. Seems, ah, cars driving everywhere. So it's muddy and dirty mixed with the snow. And I ain't trying to live like that. You got it? So I, I complain about this shit as long as I can, but... You know, truly, I know compared to anywhere else in America, you know, California got the best weather. And that's why you motherfuckers keep moving here. And I don't want you to move here because y'all creating traffic. Y'all creating problems when I'm on my commute to work. Y'all keep moving here. Listen, listen. I know you want to act. I know you want to be a YouTuber. I know you want to model. I know you want to do music. I know you want to write movies. I know you want to write TV shows. I know you want to be in plays. I know you want to do all this. If you in the Bay, I know you in the tech. I know you're trying to invest. I know you're trying to get your startup off the ground. I know you're crowdfunded and crowd raising and all that shit. Listen, stay the fuck out of California, please. 
We are in the internet age, people. You don't have to come to California to do none of that shit. I'm telling you, Tyler Perry just opened a big ass studio in Atlanta. So all you actors and motherfuckers that's trying to make it on to TV just so you can have a role in goddamn power, like, go somewhere. Go somewhere else. Go go to Tyler Perry's studio. He's doing all the work for BET right now. You can get a BET job. And BET is owned by Viacom. And that is a big-ass network that owns MTV and VH1 and everything else on your goddamn TV outside of CBS. And they probably merging. I hear they trying to merge. Big business, baby. You know, that was a hell of a tangent. Nigga. I went from weather to Tyler Perry studio to merging networks like that's how we're going to random ignorance podcast and that's why it's called random ignorance because it's random ignorance you feel me but how y'all been man i'm telling you i missed this podcast just talking into the mic i ain't got nothing rehearsed i ain't got no script i don't go off nothing i do have a list of topics that i do want to touch on but i don't want them to feel dated you feel me i had a list of topics that i wanted to touch on like i wanted to touch on the LeBron and the NBA and China controversy, but that's weeks old. In this fast-ass news cycle, it's new news every day. Every day, it's something that knocks the old shit right off the spot. Something that knocks it out the spot. And I'm gonna tell you this, Jeffrey Epstein, I did a podcast about Jeffrey Epstein, they ain't had no funeral, and the family just hired a outside pathologist, and that's someone that did the uh, pretty much a independent autopsy an independent autopsy of Jeffrey Epstein and they suspect it to be homicide and you can't put too much in a family hired pathologist because that's you know that's what they looking for they looking for a homicide ruling instead of a suicide ruling so it's gonna get messy it's gonna get messy got a lot of money and hanging around but that's government shit like we always heard about it we ain't know it really existed but that's how the government operates baby that's how they operate and the Epstein family better watch out because next thing you know they all in the car driving down the goddamn road and they hit a tree going at 110 miles per hour like that science like that like that dude that whistleblower that was about to tell on Hillary that motherfucking Mercedes lost control and some people think his Mercedes got hacked and he hit a tree going about a hundred and killed his goofy ass or the dude that was telling on the Clintons and he committed suicide by shooting himself in the head twice he committed suicide by shooting himself in the head twice. So take that, you know, take take from that what you will. But this is the Random Ignorance Podcast. I didn't want to get too heavy on the topics, man. Like I said, the LeBron thing, that's old news. LeBron protecting his interests, the NBA protecting their interests because in China it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different ball game. And if you want clothes developed shoes developed if you want deals with books and movies and all that shit china is a big market and that is what the nba is trying to do that is what lebron trying to do he has shoes he has clothes he is working on space jam 2 so of course they will want that in china because china will ban your fucking movie so speaking out against china when it comes to hong kong is basically blackballing yourself from china and nobody wants that when it comes to big business because china is a manufacturing place but they're also a large consumer base they are a big base in the nba and they account up for billions of dollars in sales and all that shit so it is what it is and if you don't know i'm gonna give you a quick rundown of what happened right hong kong was long controlled by the british 
even if certain people in Hong Kong speak with a British accent, speak English with a British accent, right? Because that's how long they've been colonized. So in recent years, British British basically said, hey, we're going to release, you know, control of Hong Kong back to China. And China basically made the promise like, hey, you guys will be able to keep whatever you got going on over there because Hong Kong is a British territory or was a British territory. So they have a lot of Western influence type things going over going on on Hong Kong, the island. So they have things like uh, freedom of press. They got things like um, like uh, right to trial, because in China, you ain't got none of that shit. You talk bad about the government. You you go into jail. They throwing you under the jail. They might kill you. They don't have none of that shit in China. So to have it in Hong Kong is like, okay, yeah, 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 they love it. They're used to it. That's what they grew up in because China has been, I mean, Hong Kong has been a British territory for a long time. But China is basically trying to say, yeah, you know, when you we want a little bit. We want our foot in what y'all got going on a little bit. And the rulers of Hong Kong is basically like, hey, if you fuck up over here, we're going to give China the right and we're going to send you to China. We're going to give we're going to give China the right to get you and we're going to send you to China if you fucking up over here. So, of course, the citizens is like, no, because China is basically a fucking dictatorship and they killed their citizens. So Hong Kong was basically protesting and fighting their government. And that's how it goes. So the reporters at these press conferences and the NBA post games was asking the players like, hey, how do you feel about Hong Kong and China? How do you feel about it? And they were kind of stuck in a, in what you want to say, a predicament because the NBA has large investments in China, but the NBA has also took a stance on social justice. So if you speak pro Hong Kong, it would mean you speaking against China. And if you speak pro China, you are speaking against Hong Kong and Hong Kong is the social, social justice thing. And China is where the money is. So it left a lot of these players in limbo. And LeBron was basically saying, hey, you know, we shouldn't uh, basically we shouldn't jump to conclusions because they asked him about the tweet of, you know, one of the GMs or one of the coaches from I think it was the Spurs or the Rockets made a pro Hong Kong tweet. They asked LeBron about it. And he was like, you know, we shouldn't we shouldn't assume. But niggas looking at LeBron kind of funny because they like LeBron. You try to be the face of, you know, um, revolution. You try to be the face of social justice. But when it comes to some shit that might affect your bottom line, you kind of you looking funny in the light. LeBron, you looking a little funny. So, you know, that was that. But it kind of went away. The NBA said, you know, our players aren't going to speak about it anymore. Anybody involved in the NBA is not going to speak about it anymore. And it kind of went away because unless you really follow the news, you don't hear anything about that Hong Kong China shit going on. When two or three weeks ago, it was the hot topic. It was everywhere. You couldn't turn on the TV without seeing the riot scene. But now it's kind of went away. And I think that's because the goddamn Popeye's chicken sandwich is back. And yes, people are acting crazy once again. If you don't know, Popeye's released a limited run of chicken sandwiches maybe a couple of months ago, right? It was a limited run of chicken sandwiches. Some places had them, some places didn't. It was kind of like an experiment. Some places say, hey, we had these chicken sandwiches for the last year, but that was only at select restaurants. It wasn't chain. It wasn't all of the chains having or all of the restaurants having that goddamn chicken sandwich. So when that chicken sandwich hit, it went viral on social media. People was comparing it to Chick-fil-A. People was comparing it to different restaurants and all that. So people was like, hey, 
y'all comparing this sandwich like that i gotta buy that goddamn sandwich and everybody had that idea at the same goddamn time because every time you would pass a popeyes or see a popeyes it was a long ass line and there was always some crazy shit happening it was a fight it was a shooting it was a stabbing somebody getting beat up somebody dying two people in line fighting two cars just trying to cut in cut in front of each other in the parking lot or in the drive-thru and it just got crazy so once the sandwich went away things calmed down but Popeye said hey November 3rd we're bringing the sandwich back and the sandwich came back and motherfuckers lost their minds again once again people lost their goddamn minds when that sandwich came it was reports of a dude that got stabbed to death and this double was conflicting reports because they said hey this dude got stabbed because he cut in line and some people saying nah this was a beef way before It, it just so happened that it just so happens that they both wanted that goddamn chicken sandwich and when they met at that Popeyes it went down like this was some street beef but they met at that goddamn Popeyes because they both wanted that chicken sandwich so the nigga in line waiting on this chicken sandwich and see the other dude in line like hey bro what's up man like took it to the streets but you know I, I tried it the last run it was cool but it ain't stand in line and get stabbed cool so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be alright until because it's back permanently so I'm going to just fall back, you know, until the hype die down, which it will, because you know the world that we live in. But I wanted to give a rest in peace to John Witherspoon. If you don't know who John Witherspoon is, he played Pops on all of the Friday movies. No, did he play? No, we just call him Pops. Like, that's been Pops. But he played Willie Jones, Ice Cube's character, which is Craig. He played his dad on all of the Fridays. He played Pops in the Waynes Brothers. He was Sean and Marlon's dad in the Waynes Brothers. He played in Boomerang. You got to coordinate, coordinate. He played that part. He played in, um, damn, what's that, uh, what's that Robert Townsend movie? I forgot. Ah, I forgot that Robert Townsend movie. But he'd been around for a minute. Um, yeah, Boomerang with Eddie Murphy. He played in vampire in brooklyn with eddie murphy which was fucking hilarious because if you ever seen vampire in brooklyn at the beginning of the at the beginning of the movie at the opening of the movie it's like a ship scene and he plays like a homeless dude that seen the whole thing and it was a werewolf that went on a ship and attacked everybody which turned out to be like eddie murphy in wolf form like that movie's crazy you got to see it to know what i'm talking about but the people that know what i'm talking about is following along like eddie murphy had like a long she looked like a jerry curl but it wasn't really a jerry curl but it looked like a jerry curl like that type of shit right so the detective who was played by g money from goddamn new jack city is interviewing john witherspoon and he was like yeah 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 it was a wolf and then the dude is like what kind of wolf he was like it was it was a big ass wolf it's like big dog big dog he's like what, what what breed of dog was it big motherfucker that's the breed like he was fucking hilarious in everything he was in. I've never seen a bad John Witherspoon performance. Even his voice acting. His voice acting on The Boondocks is fucking classic. His voice acting on The Boondocks is fucking classic. Like, come on, man. Come on. Black Jesus? Now, I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm going to be 100% honest. I wasn't a big fan of Black Jesus. I'm still not a big fan of Black Jesus. It's just, it's a slow-paced show. It's slow-paced. It don't got the big hits. It don't got the big laughs, but he was good in there. Charlie Murphy was good in there. It's good characters, good actors, but it's the storyline is, is not good. But John Witherspoon always, you know, man, I feel like I grew up with him 
era to era because I definitely remember Wayne's Brothers and Friday in the 90s and then next Friday and Friday after next in the late 90s to early 2000s and then the boondocks the rest of that time and then Black Jesus up until now. So he was always relevant in my, you know, while I was coming up. So rest in peace to John Witherspoon. You will be missed. We want to thank you for your work. He was still active. He was still talking about doing another Friday. The Boondocks just got picked up on HBO. So he was talking about that. Like he was still out here trying to work, man. And that's great because he was still mobile. He was still moving. I don't know what happened. They said it was a heart attack, but you know, prayers up to John Witherspoon and condolences to his family. But on some lighter notes, man, let's get into some lighter notes. You know, I ain't trying to drag the whole podcast down. I ain't trying to put you in the dumps, but I wanted to do a topic this podcast. I wanted to do a topic. So we got best act. Wait, we got best rappers turned actors. We got Tupac, LL Cool J, Ice Cube, Common, Mos Def, Queen Latifah, Ludacris, and Will Smith. Now, the easy answer is Will Smith. That's the fucking easy answer is Will Smith. But I wanted to make it a lot. I wanted to delve. I wanted to delve into this topic, right? So Tupac, you don't know Tupac. I don't know where the fuck you been if you don't know Tupac, but you should know Tupac. Tupac started out early, his mom and his whole family was full of Black Panthers, and he started off on some, you know, social revolution, and strictly for my niggas, and all that, and then he got put on death row, started talking a bunch of gangster shit, but then he started doing movies, Above the Rim, uh, Poetic Justice, uh, Gang Related, like, he had hits, man, and Tupac was not a terrible actor, he was not a terrible actor, you could tell that he was going somewhere, he was going somewhere. I think Juice was probably his first role. And then Juice, he was fucking incredible. You got to remember, he was acting along Omar Epps, who's probably one of the best actors in history. Omar Epps, I'm telling you. Omar Epps, higher learning? Like, come on, man. Come on. Come on. Omar Epps, at least black actors. Omar Epps is fucking royalty. So, you got Pac doing that. He did Poetic Justice with goddamn Janet Jackson and... Regina King and they in the mail truck going up to Oakland and they have all kind of crazy shit along the way and it builds up into a love a love story and tragedy strikes and then they come back like Pac was good in that um what else was it good man above the rim when he played birdie he was fucking good in that with Marlon Wayans and like he was like Pac was a fucking amazing man like the shit he could have did if he just like I don't want to say stayed alive but the shit he could have did if he stayed focused on the task the shit he could have did if he just stayed focused on the task but he's like us he's a he's a walking contradiction he was a walking contradiction he lived one way but said he wanted to do things the other way but that's how we all are you got to remember he died at 25 but I think he was well on his way to some good shit because if you compare his his role in juice to his role in gang related like it's two different it's two different worlds. Two different worlds. Both good, just two different worlds, man. But I'm gonna take a small break. I'm gonna come right back. But I'm just saying if you hear a difference in a voice or like a cut in, that's me taking a break. I'll be right back. Random ignorance podcast.
Yo, so I came right back. I told you I would be. I hope it ain't too much of a drastic change inside of the, in the voice or whatever. I hope it ain't too much of a shock. I hope it's a smooth transition. So we left off on Tupac. Next, we're going to get into LL Cool J. Not a big LL Cool J movie fan. I just had to mention it because he's a rapper turned actor. But he does have some memorable performances. He starred in a movie with Omar Epps called In Too Deep. And in that movie, LL's performance was fucking spectacular. He played a character named God. He was a drug lord. And Omar Epps played the undercover cop. But he got a little bit too entrenched in his part. And then he started becoming like a real drug dealer and beating niggas up and robbing. Like, that movie is fucking great. And LL plays a great part in it. So I got to give him kudos to that. He also survived in Halloween H2O. Michael Myers let him go. Not let him go, but he defeated Michael Myers. He probably had it in his contract like he couldn't die or some shit. You know how they do. But he also played in Deep Blue Sea where he survived. Yeah, he played in Deep Blue Sea. He played in a good movie. I forgot the name of it. I forgot the name of it. But it's called Mindhunter. Mindhunter. He plays like an FBI dude and he takes these students to an island. He, t- he plays like an FBI um what you want to say ah it's weird he plays like an fbi consultant and he takes these he goes along with these fbi students to this island where they will perform like exercises on fbi shit like uh crime scene exercises and bomb exercises and things like that so he's supposed to accompany the group so he can just watch over them and see you know, who's the shining stars and what they do and basically profile them. Like they all are FBI profilers, but he's like a master one or so it seems. But then there's a twist and I'm not going to give it away. But my hunter is a good movie with LL and nobody else is in that. He said, I can only be he said I could be the only star in this bitch. I don't want no other stars in this motherfucker. And they said, all right, LL, like, just keep your hat on and we're going to listen to you. So LL next, we got Ice Cube. Ice Cube, phenomenal rapper. If you don't know, go back, listen to uh, Death Certificate and Lethal Injection and uh, America's Most Wanted and all that dope shit that he was on, the early NWA stuff. Like, Ice Cube is a fucking legend. Uh, Movie-wise, LL just plays himself a lot of the time. I mean, uh, movie-wise, Ice Cube just plays himself a lot of the times. Like, in every Ice Cube movie, he's like the the straight mean guy next to the goofy guy it was the same shit in all of the fridays it was the same and all about the benjamins it's the same and are we there yet it's it's the same in every movie he plays in like he plays the straight guy inside of a goofy situation ride along or whatever that's the only role he plays outside of anaconda anaconda was phenomenal it was a piece of shit movie but it had Jennifer Lopez, it had John Voight, it had Ice Cube, and they were on the boat, and they were supposed to be going to do something, but a big-ass Endaconda got involved, and when I was younger, I thought that's how Endacondas really were. I thought they were fast, I thought they could, I thought they were fucking 80 feet long, I thought they were, like, that's what I thought. Like, that shit did a lot of damage for me when it came to Endacondas. But, he doesn't have good movies. Outside of boys in the hood ice cube is great in boys in the hood great in boys in the hood everything else is kind of like ah friday is great but that's not ice cube's best role 
and all of the Fridays, Ice Cube is not the best part. It's always the surrounding cast. It's John Witherspoon. It's uh, Chris Tucker. It's Mike Epps. It's Debo. It's Ezel. It's a bunch of people around him that make the movies. Bernie Mac. Um, I forgot the the short guy, uh, the midget. I forgot his name. And then like Terry Crews, and it's like a bunch of different people around him that create those movies and those moments. Like it's no good Ice Cube moments in the Friday franchise. Like it's always, oh you got knocked the fuck out, or Terry C- or uh, Terry Crews sexually harassing them. Like it's always different things. Holy moly, donut shop, and though all those, although those are Ice Cube's brainchild, he doesn't have memorable parts in it outside of whooping Debo's ass. That's the only thing. You know, Fridays gave you Cat Williams, and it, like it's a bunch, it's an all-star lineup of what Friday gave you. But Ice Cube isn't memorable in those movies. But he did make those movies because nobody would have gave a fuck if Ice Cube wasn't in it. So it's a double-edged sword, but we're talking acting-wise. Acting-wise. He didn't bring nothing to that role. He don't bring anything to... He don't bring memorable shit to none of his roles outside of Boys in the Hood because Boys in the Hood is a fucking classic and Ice Cube made that movie. And although everyone else got their careers springboarded from that movie, such as Cuba Gooding Jr., who can't keep his hands to his goddamn self... Uh, Morris Chestnut, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Angela Bassett, Regina King, she played in there. Like it was, it was an all-star cast. It was an all-star cast, and they all got their start right there from Boys in the Hood. But the next person we have on the list is Common. Now, Common is an okay rapper. Okay, I think it's more of his message than his lyricism. But that B album. The Common B album is fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. But he had one bar on that album that I still hate to this day. He had one bar on that album that I still hate to this day. Common said, good rappers are hard to find like a remote. Hold on. Let me repeat that. Good rappers are hard to find like a remote. That is a fucking terrible bar, Common. And if you don't know, B is an album produced mostly by Kanye West, the old Kanye West, not this new Sunday service, white fucking gown wearing motherfucker. I'm talking about the old Kanye West with the soul samples and the breaks and heavy drums and shit. Yeah, that Kanye produced a common album called B. Go check it out. If you haven't heard it, the shit is fucking amazing. But... Common doesn't have too many too many uh memorable roles. Like he doesn't what it, just right when he played the basketball player that got hurt and fell for Queen Latifah. Like come on, bro. He did play in um Street Kings. He played in Street Kings alongside of Keanu Reeves and uh, Forrest Whitaker and Clay Sloan. Like I like that movie. I don't like ah ah. I don't like it. I don't like it. But it's tolerable. Like, if it came on TV, I would watch it if it was nothing else to watch because it's like a... It reminds me of like a cheap version of Training Day. It's like a knockoff Training Day. It's good. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's one of those movies you put on when you're doing other shit. Like, if you're cleaning up or you know you're going to be on your laptop or your computer or something, it's just good background noise. And then every once in a while, you like peep over your shoulder like just to see what's happening. Like, it's one of those, right? So, uh, Common is not really in that running, but you had to put him in 
because he is a rapper turned actor. Next, we have Most Def. Most Def is good. Most Def is good. I liked 16 Blocks. I liked, um, he had a role in the TV show Dexter. I liked them in um, Brown Sugar. I liked them in Brown Sugar. He played kind of like a, a dude that was real artsy and real talented, but didn't want to get devoured by the industry and kept turning down record deals. And he kind of played himself because that is most deaf. That is what I imagine him to be. Just like one of those dudes that's like, I don't want to be involved. That's why he went to Africa and stayed there and went by his his uh, government name, Yasin Bey. Like, He's one of those dudes, so I appreciate him when he plays those parts because he plays them well. But I don't, I don't see him as being one of the great rappers turned actors. I just don't see it. I don't see it. He hasn't, he hasn't bought enough to a role to where I could say, yo, Most Def really killed that shit. Like Most Def was the best thing in the movie. Like he hasn't, he hasn't had that for me. Common hasn't had that for me. Ice Cube, of course, and you know, Boys in the Hood. Then you got LL. He had that in um, In Too Deep. Will Smith done had that plenty of times. Tupac done had that in Poetic Justice. He had it in Above the Rim. He 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 had his run with that gang related where he just brings a lot to the role. Juice. All, all that shit. So next, we got Queen Latifah. We had to throw a lady in. Had to throw a lady in. Queen Latifah. Now, Queen Latifah has one. No, she has two classic performances she has Khadijah in Goddamn Living Single and she has Cleo in Set It Off Khadijah and Cleo are 1A and 1B Set It Off is probably more it crosses culture lines like a lot of people know Cleo but but Living Single is some black shit like people don't know too much about Living Single Outside of Friends took the idea and just made it with white people. And now you got Netflix buying Friends uh, 20 years later for $100 million. Just to, not even to have it. Just to license it for a predetermined amount of time. So that should show you the difference between black shows and white shows. But that's a whole different conversation. But set it off. Queen Latifah was great in that bitch. Queen Latifah was probably like the only one. She was the wild card. But she was the only one that had a little bit of sense. Jada Pinkett had it, but Jada also got her goddamn brother murdered. Um, well, she didn't get him murdered. He was a dumbass nigga. He was stupid. He was stupid. Let me... Uh, side note, side note, side note. Let's break down, set it off. Let's break down, set it off. At least the beginning part. It opens up with a bank robbery. One of the dudes gets away. Now, the dude that gets away has an AP cut in his head, an AP in the back of his head. It stands for Acorn Projects, which is a uh, housing development in Oakland, California, which is where I don't. Does it take place? It's a it's a it's a project in Oakland, California, but the film takes place in L.A. So they kind of like, you know, did a little swap and switch. But he gets the AP in his head. So the FBI dudes, they're looking at the tape. And they was like, oh, he has an AP in the back of his head. Okay, like, that's that's what it's going to be. That's what we're looking for. So, meanwhile, Jada Pekin throws her brother a goddamn uh, graduation party because he got accepted into UCLA. So, it's like a 70s party. So, it introduces all the character. It introduces uh, Frankie, Vivica A. Fox. It introduces um, Elise Nil. Not Elise Nil. 
No, is it a? No, nah, it's not Elise. It's it's the slow girl. I forgot her name. TT. She played. She was TT. I forgot her her real name though. But and then Cleo, you know, um, Queen Latifah, and then Jada Pinkett. So she's throwing her brother a seventies party, and somehow he gets down. And he goes in the house, and he's like, "Ah, Stony, I got something to tell you." And Stony is Jada Pinkett's character. So she's like, "What?" He was like, "I didn't get into UCLA." She was like, what? You didn't get into UCLA. Do you know what I had to do to pay for this? And pretty much what she had to do. No, rewind, rewind. So at that party, he said he didn't have enough money to go into UCLA. And she's like, but we filled out all the grants and we did all this. And he's like, I know, but I don't have enough money still. So Stoney calls some old, disgusting man, old and disgusting named Nate. Stoney fucks Nate. She fucks him. Well, he fucks her and she's like shedding tears while he's fucking. And she takes a shower afterwards and she's trying to scrub herself clean. Like she's trying to scrub away the fucking filth. She's trying to scrub away the shame. So afterwards, she got the money for her brother. She takes the check to him and he's like, hey, I got something to tell you. Like, I didn't get into UCLA. She was like, what? He was like, I didn't get in. I, I really didn't get in. I just was ashamed to tell you. She slaps him. Chews him out. He leaves, right? He goes to the apartment of the dude that robbed the bank. So he goes in. Let me tell you how stupid this shit is. Let me tell you how stupid that nigga was. He goes in. He tells the dude that robbed the bank. Hey, man, I heard y'all robbed the bank. And dude is like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't robbed no bank. Nigga. Why are you there with the dude who you suspect robbed a bank? Who you heard robbed a motherfucking bank? Why are you there with him right after the robbery, buddy? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Nigga, he didn't, he didn't rob the local corner store. Do you know if you rob a fucking bank, the FBI is coming? The FBI is coming. Sooner or later, because some hood nigga is not going to get away with robbing a bank. But... While he's sitting in the apartment talking to him, he sees the AP on the back of old dude's head. And he says, hey, man, that AP is fat. And then the dude that robbed the bank is like, oh, man, you want one? He was like, yeah, I want one. So he gets one. And then when he walks out of the apartment, the FBI is staking out the apartment where the bank robber lives. So when Stoney's brother walks out, all of a sudden they see the AP. But inside the apartment, the bank robber gave him like a bottle of champagne to congratulate him for getting into college. So he's walking out with the champagne under his jacket and the FBI comes, hey, get you get on the ground because they mistook him for the dude that robbed the bank due to the AP on the back of his fucking head. So while he's laying down, the nigga gets his champagne bottle. And he like pulls it out of his jacket. He's like, wait. And they like, he's got a gun. And they light his dumb ass up. Light his stupid ass up up now stoney's at home she hears the gunshot she's going crazy right then i guess they come notify her they got they go in the apartment they kill dude i think they kill his girl too or a cop dies or something but a bunch of people died so they got a bunch of white sheets out there and stoney's out there and it's, that shit was a mess go watch set it off go watch set it off i just had to touch on that because that is stupid if i hear a nigga rob a bank i am not going to be around that man for at least a couple of months at least a couple of months because you hot you hot boy 
you a hot boy they coming after your dumb ass and i ain't trying to be nowhere near them people i ain't trying to be in their sights i don't want them to think i had anything to do with it i don't want them to think i'm aiding and abetting you like if you rob a bank nigga don't worry about me don't call me don't come to me don't invite me over don't do nothing for me nigga if you see me in traffic don't even throw your fingers up don't give me the head nod nothing just just drive straight like don't look at me if you out there robbing banks because i ain't trying to go down but Queen Latifah, two classic roles. Of course, she was in Just Right with Common, who I just spoke about. Uh, here, yeah, terrible movie. Beauty Shop, yeah, it's not that good. All of these movies, all of the Queen Latifah movies outside of Set It Off are all BET quality movies. She played in some movie where she had her titties out and I never want to see that again. And what I hate about social media is every time I think I forget about that scene, somebody posts a screenshot from it and it brings me new nightmares. Every time I bury it in the deepest crevice of my fucking memory, somebody posts a picture or a screenshot from that movie with her sitting down with her goddamn titties out, and I never want to see Queen Latifah's titties. I never want to see them, goddamn it, ever, ever. I don't want to see her titties, man. I'm telling you this now. I don't want to see them. So, the last person we got is Ludacris. Now, Ludacris was a, he was a dope-ass rapper. He probably still is, but Ludacris definitely had an era. And I don't like the fact that Ludacris has basically been uh, reduced to novelty rap, along with the likes of, like, Nelly, because these people was, like, they ushered in new waves. Like, I don't like the fact they've been reduced to novelty raps. Like, Lil John is considered a novelty rap. Nelly is considered a novelty rap. Ja Rule back then that was novelty rap like ludicrous is novelty rap like i don't like the fact that all of those dope ass artists are reduced to novelty raps just because they their music had like a fun thing to it or like like ludicrous was fucking dope word of mouth chicken and beer battle of the sexes like he had some dope shit dope shit videos were on par his features were like messy and come on man Ludacris was fucking dope. Ludacris was, but he started in some movies, Too Fast, Too Furious, where he played Taz. He had like a big ass afro. He played a mechanic and that, yeah, we get it. We get it. And somehow in the new Fast and Furious, he's like a tech geek. And I don't know how the fuck that happened, but he is a tech geek in the new Fast and Furious. All of a sudden he knows about codes and how to break into shit, but okay. So if you heard a pause or a break, that is because I took a break. Listen, y'all might say, hey, man, he's taking a lot of breaks. Bruh, I don't want to be drinking shit in y'all ears, okay? I don't want to pick up the mic and take it to the bathroom with me, okay? I don't want I don't want that. I don't want to be in y'all ear. Uh, yeah, so back to the, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to disrespect y'all ears. I've been away for a minute, so I'm trying to make this podcast real clean, you know, real clean, like real professional. But check this out, man. So, we just spoke about Ludacris. Ludacris is highly underrated as a rapper. I don't like the fact it's novelty rap, but he is a better actor. I ain't gonna say better actor. I'm not gonna say better actor, but I what but what I mean is he has a better acting career with the Fast and the Furious franchise. Like he has a better acting career. We seen him do serious shit like Crash and things like that. But he has a better acting career with the Fast and Furious franchise. And I believe that is way more lucrative. And that's why you don't see him in shit else. That's why he don't put out music. He just sit back, go film Fast and Furious every, you know, two, three years and collect the check. Like, that's cool. That's ludicrous. He, he a legend. 
He a legend, especially he was part of that big Atlanta wave. He was part of that Atlanta wave that came through and fucking took everything by storm. Motherfucking 50 Cent was rapping about bulletproof vests and all that shit. Atlanta came, said, we're going to do some hip hop fun. Yeah, jump around, touch us up. We're going to do some of that. We're going to do some dance shit. And Atlanta came and they swept the nation. Because everybody else was too focused on being tough. Everybody else was too focused on being shooters. Everybody else was too focused on being gangster. And if you know anything about rap, although gangster rap touches middle America, those white kids and shit love it. But that fun rap, that fun, yeah, this is this is a little bit edgy, but it's fun too. That always works. Historically, it has always worked. That fun rap has always worked. That party rap, that dance rap, it has always worked. It's always been the biggest songs in hip-hop. If you look at hip-hop on a large scale, the biggest songs always been some dance shit. Whether it's MC Hammer or whether it's Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, it's always been some dance shit. Even R&B, Poison, and all that, they was all dancing because that's what sold. Like, come on, man. Come on. But, you know, I'm going to go with Will Smith as that because it's Will Smith. Like, I don't have to run down his resume, but y'all know what Will Smith does and he does it well. But speaking of Will Smith, Bad Boys 3, the official trailer just dropped. I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not feeling it. I'm telling you, I catch it on one of the little bootleg streaming sites, but I am not going to pay to see that shit because it does not look interesting. Martin is out of shape. Will Smith, he don't got that. He don't got that swag like he used to in part one and part two. And I don't expect him to because those movies is, you know, 15 years old, 18 years old, some crazy shit. But I don't I don't see it, man. I don't see it. Martin got out of shape like I don't. It seems like a money grab, honestly. Seems like a money grab. But, you know, they both well off. So it's not really a money grab. So then it's like. What are you actually doing it for? And maybe they just wanted to do it, but it's like, why? Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. I think the last Bad Boys came out in like 2002. It's going to be 2020. Why the fuck are you putting that out 18 years later, buddy? What are you doing, bucko? But it does not look interesting in the least. Will Smith, I don't know, man. I heard that Gemini movie, that Gemini, man, that movie flopped. Like, it was no good. That script was in uh, production hell for a long time. A bunch of people passed up on it. Like, it was just no good. And I could see why it ended up the way it did. You know, um... Ah, uh, man. Damn. I don't, I don't ever want to see people stay too long. You know? Robert De Niro, he stayed too long. To where his prime was fucking... Goodfellas and Casino and Cape Fear and Taxi Drive. Like, he had some fucking hitters. And then they got into Analyze This. And we like, yeah, Robert De Niro. Yeah, what you doing? And then the later it got and the more recent movies he put out been fucking trash after trash after trash. It just got more trash. Like, he didn't leave while he was on top. And that's what people don't know how to do, especially rappers, actors, etc. Nobody just know how to say, hey, I made a bunch of money. I got a bunch of investments because if you know anything about Robert De Niro, Nobu and all that shit, he has his foot in that. He has his foot in that. So that should tell you something. Nobu, the restaurant that everybody talk about, yeah, Robert De Niro has his foot in that. So he's okay. But I can tell he loves the game of acting. But I do hope 
that this new um uh Sorsace movie I, I don't know how to say his name Sorsace Sorsace I heard it pronounced two different a bunch of different ways but he did Casino and all that good shit so hopefully he put he put Al Pacino Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci back together not back together but he put them together in a new mob style movie so hopefully that is doing well i hope it's doing well because i love those movies bro i could watch casino a bunch of times even though it's five hours long but i salute him he's a legend regardless but i don't want will to stay that long because will is probably at 30 percent good movies 70 percent bad movies right now if you look at his catalog he about 30% good movies, 70% bad movies, but he always has the fresh prints to fall back on. But yeah, I ain't trying to see my guy go out like that. Denzel is holding it together particularly well. You know, I still like the Equalizer movies. They're pretty dope. They fit his age, like that old guy, but don't pull me back in. Like almost like Carlito's way, like every time I try to get out, some motherfucker pulls me back in like that kind of stuff i like those kind of movies with the older guys taken and all that like play your age in those kind of movies i like it i like it will is still trying to be like like the i don't know man i don't know salute to will though salute to will legend legend i'm only discussing legends and this whole podcast is all legends bro all legends but i'm gonna let y'all go man i'm almost at an hour and I just wanted to get the shake the cobwebs off. I wanted to reintroduce myself. My name is oh, y'all don't know nothing about that. Y'all wasn't know when that came out. Y'all wasn't y'all wasn't nowhere where that shit was jumping. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is oh oh H to the O V. I used to move white by the O Z. I guess even back then you could call me the CEO of the R O C. Oh, straight out the frying pan into the fry. I be the music biz number one. Like y'all don't know that. Y'all don't know that. But I am your host, Savage the Great. And listen, man, I'm back back for good i know every time i get on a little run i'll be about five six podcasts and then i fade away but i'm back i'm telling you i'm back please believe me when i say i'm back so all the advertisers and everybody else that was even like y'all can come back i'm back baby and i just decided to do this one you know um i just decided to do this one for the people man this one is for the people because if you listening now after me taking months off that mean you really fuck with me and I really appreciate it. That mean you saw me pop up and was like, damn, I ain't heard from him. Let me tune back in. So I appreciate y'all tuning in, man. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate y'all tuning in. I appreciate y'all listening. If you're still listening now, that mean you done listen to me for this long. Like, God damn. Like, I appreciate y'all, man. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart once again, just for supporting the dream, supporting the movement. And, you know, I'm going to be more appreciative and try you know to get give that that extra 10 you know when i don't feel like it or when i got other shit going on i'm always try to come back to this because this is i'm in love with this man this is this is um y'all just don't know but but this is the random ignorance podcast i'm your host savage the great i hope you guys are having a nice beautiful blessed day and i hope you guys have a nice beautiful blessed day morning evening night afternoon wherever you are whenever you are wait yeah wherever you are wait hold on yeah wherever you are whatever but savage the great peace